I want to thank our sponsors, the Trent Law Practice in Halifax. These guys know that anytime you need a lawyer, whether you were injured in a car accident, face criminal charges, or have family issues, it's probably the most stressful time of your life. Mike Trent and everyone there is committed to seeing you and your family come out of a bad situation the best way possible. So if you even think you need a lawyer, give them a call at 434-471-4339 or look them up at TrentLawPractice.com. Most consults with Mike are free, either in the office or over the phone. That's TrentLawPractice.com or 434-471-4339. We are in a time that the need for information is at an all-time high. 10 Minutes of Truth with Sean A. Barksdale is committed to bringing you the truth. Hello, everyone. This is Sean A. Barksdale of 10 Minutes of Truth. Uh, If you have been following our podcast series of of life, health, and death, uh, we've had some very exciting episodes um, with... Uh, the chaplain of Centura Halifax Hospital as well as the uh, COVID um, uh, specialist and the hospice administrator. Today, um, in a wrap-up session, a special session, I have, you know, my colleague, Miss uh, Danielle Valines. How you doing, Danielle? I'm well. And yourself? I'm great. I'm great. Um, so, a lot of information was said. A lot of information. Was a said. lot of valuable information was said, and uh, hopefully, you know, one of the the things that uh, words that I used today was dispel. Yes. Uh, a lot of things, um, hopefully, can be dispelled in uh, the rural communities as well as the nation. Um, just starting with uh, uh, Chaplain Midget, um, he one of the things that stood out to me was how he spoke about the plan and uh, from uh, an individual enters the hospital and they, it may be a mother, okay? And um, if they are not able to talk about the plan that they may need or want and it trickles down to a husband. If it's not a husband, then it's, uh, you know, children and siblings and so on and so forth. Uh, Did you know that information starting off? Um, Actually, I did. Okay. Um, And... I can't say that I knew all the parts of an advanced directive and okay. care piece, but because both of my parents are over 75 years of age, we had begun to talk about the specifics of um, who would make decisions for them should they not be able to make decisions for themselves. Hmm. Um, specifically, um, they asked that you have a primary and a secondary. Um, and my oldest sister and I had been primary and secondary. Hmm. Um, I actually liked that, minute, what, what was he, a chaplain, Chaplain Vance, spoke about the overall plan and having a plan that everyone can adhere to and um, agree to and then be strong enough to um, stand up and be an advocate Absolutely. if necessary. Right. And I really, really liked that piece because in the transition of my mother, it was necessary that my sister and I, as well as her other children, really be an advocate for her health. Um, she was in a situation where she was not able to speak her own wishes, um, but it 
to me, I will take it in and of myself that she was present enough um, that I felt that she was um, in agreement with what we were attempting to okay. do. Uh, okay, hearing that, the um, and just recently going through that experience yourself, mm -hmm. um, with the information that you received and heard, how it, how important is it? Let the people know how important it is because uh, f family being in line and having the correct tools and being a family unit to make those type of decisions. Um, one of the things that my dad said was we were all pieces, you know, to their puzzle. You know, we're, we're pieces. And I think that's important because with the concept of family, um, even in the sign um, as far as ASL, the sign for family or is the F and then you come together. So almost like making a circle. So when you're a family, you should have some of those tough discussions. Um, African-Americans in general um, have a real issue with speaking often have a real issue with speaking on directives and what they want done should um, they be in a situation where they can't make decisions for themselves. It's a nice thought that we all want to be able to just grow old and everything be well and then one day you just have you know had everybody over for the weekend and you take a little nap and you're 99.9 .9 years of age and you just go to sleep. But um, right. that may not be the, the issue and when right. that isn't the issue, um, there needs to be a plan. Right. And um, as I said, people of color in particular have a real issue with having those discussions. I really liked what Ryan Stanley said, the administrator of the hospital. She stated that when you don't, or speaking on that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen, because we know the inevitable will happen. You know, we all believe in God, and God has said that one day he will receive you back and he's gone to prepare a place. Correct. So that means that we won't be here always. The thing is, we don't necessarily get to choose the method in which the path we take to getting home. Correct. Um, home meaning, you know, transition, dying, passing away. We don't get to choose that. So if and when something comes up that you're placed in a predicament that you're not able to do um, and make your own decisions because your faculties, meaning your mental understanding isn't there or your ability to speak isn't there, then you need someone to speak for you. You need someone who's going to be knowledgeable. Um, and the other thing, as, as a people, we need to understand you can't not be present um, when, when folks go to the hospital, when folks are, you know, hospitalized, someone with some type of knowledge, they need to be there. Absolutely. They need to not just be there, but they need to know some things like um, the medications that their loved one is taking. They need to know their family doctor. Um, they need to have an understanding of the quote unquote papers that you need. Um, because there are papers and there are lots of them and those papers are dire. And when I use the word dire, I mean paramount, very infor informational and very important um, during times of um, critical 
care. Critical care meaning acute, it's come upon you quickly, and you need to have your information there. This isn't something that you're um, trying to make a decision on after the fact. These are things that you need to have in hand. Mm. Yeah. Correct. Um, and that's something that I learned more today as well. So let me ask you, in your particular situation with your mother, um, did she go into a hospice uh, uh, situation or setting? No. Okay. Um, we were in a triage situation. Um, she had a stroke, and in that situation, um, it's you have to make decisions then. Um, one of the things that people will tell you about heart attacks and strokes is time is life. Mm. You know, so you you have to be very very quick about what you're doing as far as getting to care. Okay. Even um, if you're lucky enough to be in a situation where, you know, you're still viable and alive, you need to be in a healthcare setting quickly because the quicker you can get there, the quicker they can administrate, administer the medications, the better of a chance you have of recovery. Um, and that's just a function of the human body. That's mm. just, if God doesn't step in with a major miracle, you need medical attention immediately. Okay. Um, hearing about, uh, you know, everything that we learned about COVID today, uh, what do you feel uh, was more groundbreaking for you that you didn't know? Well, um, because I like to study and research things, um, I guess the part that I didn't know, which was breaking, was he said that they were studying Pfizer, was studying and researching the specifics on the children's right. um, vaccine, meaning from 12 to 5 years of age. Um, I understood that the virus or any virus, every virus mutates. And that mutation, and I loved what um, physician's assistant Blake said, um, he mentioned that it might be A, B, C, D, E as the initial virus, mm -hmm. but it may morph, morph meaning it changes without warning based on its host. It can go into a person just because their body is more changeable and does things that changes, and, and we don't know who those people are, it's just some people that's their hmm. makeup. And then it can come out when they're giving it to other people, it can be A, B, D, E, mm -hmm. F. Right. So just skip the C altogether and add some other piece of genetic crazy material, which means it can go about attacking in a different way. Right. So viruses, if anyone does research on them, they are one of the longest standing, um, and they're long standing because they've learned how to change within the human population. And um, it's nothing, so to speak, that we do, but it's just our makeup as being human. And some people are just more changeable persons than others, just like some people are more susceptible and others correct correct uh thank you for putting it together like that because i i i have not forgot but you know just so much information the way he talked about how it morphed yeah you know you know that was yeah that was uh that was unique to say that to us like that because i you know when i was you know looking at the tv and i'm like how is this doing this to kids like this yeah you know and whatnot right so that was that was great on you know both you guys part um it was a question I had. Uh, it kind of slipped me 
uh, as you were when you were talking about that um well, I'll go and say that, you know, I like to think of, well, not like to think of, but I'm thinking of this as it really is a war that we're in. It's, it's a viral war. Mm. And it's, it's evil anyway. You know, people don't want to say, I don't care whether the coronavirus is 20 years old, which is why it was 19 um, that was attached to it. Um, but it's evil. And the, the morph that it's doing, if you noticed, it's morphing to make more of an impact on community it's morphing to make more of an impact on the world it's morphing to claim more lives it's evil it's a demonic presence and and when we start looking at things of like what can i do um in general as to make things as preventative as possible and to inform as many people that there are evils in the world um and and the bible in particular speaks about their principalities well principalities in high places just because it's not a individual doesn't mean that it does not have access to a more high evil presence than a good thing so we're in this war to, to fight against this evil that's facing us with this covid virus and information is one thing that we can do um to all of the preventative measures is possible. Hmm. Um, the distancing, the the wearing of masks. Others may not be a proponent, and I'm not trying to sway people one way or the other, but I'll just say what I do. I have been vaccinated, and um, I do wear my mask in crowds. I'm not today just so I'm not distorted, but um, I do that because I don't want to be responsible for hurting someone else. Correct. And but I don't want to take on anyone else's virus that they might be given off either. Mm. And it's true. I mean, people are communicable, which means we're able to spread illness, germs, and disease. That's just, unfortunately, part of our human experience and a mm. fallen state. You know? Right. That, it kind of made me think of, uh, because today, it's, it's a lot of things that I... I stereotyped about hospitals that was taken away from me today and more so about teamwork because a lot of times you come in, I, I have come into not a lot but into a hospital and it seems like they may be for self you know but all I heard was team 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 um, so uh, for you the things that you heard today and your latest experiences with the hospital, um, did anything change for you? Um, that is, as a smile, that's very um, dual. I'll say there's a duality okay. in that for me. Okay. Um, I'm also, by my profession, I'm part of Allied Health. Um, I'm a speech language pathologist. Um, I have a degree in psychology. Um, so I. I lean heavily on how important it is to research, how important it is to get good information out. Um, that's just important to me. I'm a people person. That's who my parents raised me to be. And I love God, so I love us as humans in general. Um, however, I will say the information that I heard here from the team perspective, and like I said, I would be part of a, uh, a team 
if I was in the hospital setting. So I know there are people who love what they do. They love people. They want to give. But I also do believe that there are others who are in it for self. They're mm -hmm. in it for the propaganda and or they're in it for the, um, the I want to say the word commodity, but that's not the word I want, the, the monetary gain. And that monetary piece um, is only important for more <laughs> monetary, gaining more people, you know? So mm -hmm. I can look at it two ways based on my experience, because our other experience wasn't so much of the greatest. Right. Um, but it wasn't for the direct care. The direct care of my mother, I think was good. Her nurses were amazing. Um, I think it was the higher thinkers who failed to listen. Mm. So um, where we were being advocates, I think that the thought was, you're trying to tell me what I know I need to do from a standard box um, protocol, and everybody doesn't fit within a standard box for protocol. So I think that we make big mistakes when we say everybody's gonna look like this. I thank God that I'm not like everybody, and everybody isn't the same so there are things that can be done in all settings that also will um, work for mass groups of people but we also have groups of people who may be that two percent that three percent that ten percent that you really really have to think outside of the box for their best care and treatment um, that's not everybody that's not standard but i'm saying for some people they're not quite in the box mm. if that makes sense Correct. I, I understand that. Um, with the the chaplain, I, <laughs> the best thing, and he said a lot. He, he gave did. us some great information. But the most heartwarming thing when he talked about the garden. Yes. That, um, I didn't know they had it. Did you know? I had no idea that there was a garden here. Um, matter of fact, I think he said there were two. Two. Um, and he said one had, what is it called? The labyrinth. So I guess you can go like a little maze. You can go right. through it. Right. Um, and, you know, in all honesty, I like to think life is kind of like a maze. Mm. Sometimes it's straight. Sometimes you run into a wall and you got to figure out which way you go around to get to the next part. Um, but I thought it was beautiful. Um, one of the things that um, Chaplain Vance said was... Um, the release, being able to release and let go of the day and or the pain or whatever the issue and or concern was. But then he also said one of the things was to receive, be able to receive Correct. the peace and the calm that kind of comes from the, you know, release. So um, I appreciated that. And then he said to to recycle and kind of reset. And mm -hmm. I like that. Right. And as a matter of fact, I remembered it all. Right, so right. I, I liked it a lot. And right. I was like, wow, that is um, important. And I think that's something to carry on the journey that we're all on is right. that, you know, there's sometimes you, you can't, you know, do anything but release something because God has, you know, done what he's going to do. He said what he's going to say. He is sovereign. Um, but then we receive, and sometimes that's in some type of a gain. Sometimes it's in his peace, his calm, um, whatever he is giving, um, so that you receive that. And then we come to a point that we have to reset. Means, okay, 
you know, these things have happened. I've given you some common, some peace. Now what do you do to go forward? And of course, it's steps, you know, just as in the grieving process, it's steps. Um, psychology would tell you, you know, you know, there's anger and, you know, there's denial and there is um, just multiple things, emotions. And, you know, so you go through all of these things, but it's not linear. It's not that you're going to go straight through it and you're not going to have moments of recoiling and recycling back to the beginning of it again. So, you know, that that's just part of the human experience and the way that the mind and the body process is what it's, it's dealing with. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I, I brought that up because, um, you know, as you were saying about, you know, life sometimes is like a maze and so on and so forth. And this is true. And I remember, you know, certain movies, you know, like The Maze Runner or even just, you know, simple as Pac-Man, right? And you have these mazes, but it's levels to the maze, oh, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, sometimes um, it can get easier if we look at and, you know, take the information in properly and try our best uh, to understand why are we in the maze, you know, and what's going on, why we're in the maze. Because if you look at that garden, and I haven't seen it yet, that's, I got to get there, right. you know. But it's, it's probably things that you're going to see. It's probably certain places that you can rest in the maze, you know, that you can sit down and gather your thoughts and say, okay, which direction do I go? I went this way, and that didn't work. Right. right. But I learned something when I went over there. Actually, it was something pretty marvelous when I went over there. Right. You know, uh, such as in the form of flowers or it could be something that's planted, such as, you know, cucumbers or squash that you could take from that part of the maze and then go on your journey. So I think um, it goes back to, uh, as we were saying, fear right earlier as well, because this is why, you know, um, and I have to say that the we were telling people the reason that we put this together because I was having a conversation, uh, what we call it Danny with uh, Danielle, um, about wheels. Mm -hmm. That's how it started. We, it, it, it formulated here because we were talking about not having uh, people in place, not having a wheel in place, not having information, not having the proper paperwork put in place. And then the inevitable happens and it's chaotic. Mm -hmm. You know, it's chaotic even down to you know, uh, speaking um, uh, with Kathy at uh, Jeffers Funeral Home and her giving us information on how to comfort, because that's something that we talked about today, too. How do you comfort a family that everything is in turmoil? So, as you were saying earlier, a great way to combat that is to be in place. Yeah. Have people in place. If you know that one family member is very emotional, you you're in charge of the cups right you get the cups and the plates right that's what you get yeah. you know what i'm saying and if you know okay this person is well thought out you know this is because that's what they were talking about you're not going to have someone that you can't speak and they just because they are not in agreement they make a decision that's not well informed for the family mm -mm. you know for everyone right so that is a key takeaway for me within, you know, these interviews, within, you know, what happened within the family um, as well. So, you know, I, I just wanted to, to speak to that and speak my piece about that as well, you know. Yeah. Um, some of the, the things, and this is also a conversation we've had, um, and not to say that it's an easy thing to do, but services are not 
cheap. Hmm. You know, whether it's um, cremation, um, which is something that often people of color shy away from a whole lot. Like that's, yo, that's not what we gonna do. But when you think about the big, big piece, when the person vacated the external person, um, they're not with us. They've, they've then vacated to the father. Um, so what you then do is a process based on financial and then based on um, preparedness and hopefully the thoughts and the ideas of, of the family. Um, and one of the things that we also mentioned was most families um, can't easily get to a thousand discretionary dollars. Hmm. And I'm not saying that's easy. Right. I'm not saying that's easy by, by, by any means. Right. But one of the things that I charge people in general with is beginning to set aside a savings. Even if you don't know what a savings is, start beginning to put some money away. Hmm. Look into, in this case, look into the younger you are and you just keep up with the payment, the cheaper it is for burial insurance. Correct. Um, the average service is going to be right around right. $6,000 yeah. now. That's Kathy base. talked about that. That's the base. Right. It's going to be, the, I mean, that's basic. Right. $6,000. And then it can become as elaborate as you want it to be Correct. based on your monies, your flowers, your, you know, things of that nature. Um, but yeah, families have to have discussions about what do, what do people want? Like, do they, do they want to have a big service, or do they want to have something in the chapel? Do they do you do they want to be cremated, or or do they want to have the big layout where everybody mm -hmm. comes and they drive the limousine and it chauffeurs them around their town, community, or city, where you know wherever they're from? Um, those are the questions that need to be answered. Do you want to be right. resuscitated? Right. You know, right. um, and there are levels to that. Like there are levels to that. Right. Some people say, oh, well, resuscitation is just CPR. Whereas other people say, oh, well, if you code, I want to be shocked back with the, you know, electroshocks. Right. Um, how long would you say is a good amount of time for, for you to be on a ventilator? Some people say, keep me on for forever. Right. You know, forever, ever, and ever, ever. Um, not that they would do that. Trust me, that's not what's going to happen. Um, but others would say, no, that's artificial. I wouldn't want to do that at all. Right. Um, give me one day to see if I'll come out of it. Or if I, it's a coma, it's one thing. But if it's, there's nothing to do. You know? So having those conversations with your family, where you want to be, um, your colors, you know, it sounds wild, but, you know, your colors, you know, it's just about preparation. Mm -hmm. um, it's about getting some of those things together as far as insurance. Mm. Um, it's about letting several people know what you would like. It's about getting a power of attorney. Correct. Um, like you said, if, if you're married, if someone's not assigned, just law says the next person that's going to make a decision for you is your spouse. Yep. If you're um, not married, the next person that's gonna make decisions for you, it's your parents. Right. And if you're, you're still, you, and if your parents aren't, the next person is your siblings. <laughs> you know, so 
who's strong enough to make those decisions? Who's Correct. strong enough to, you know, be a Correct. soldier and stand there and be like, no, nope, that's Correct. not how it's going to go. They want it like this, this, this. That's what they told me. Right. And, and not fold. Right. right. You know, um, I'm more of a passive person somewhat when it's me. But it, when it's with the people that I love, people don't know who I am. Right. I don't even know who I am all the time, and I got to right. pray to God right. to keep me calm, you know, about the people that I love. I'm like, oh, mm, no, no, no. Um, but having a plan and getting the people involved and it to be in writing, because those become legal documents Correct. that have to be <clears throat> adhered to according to what the person has said. So that's very, very, very important. Absolutely. Oh, mm -hmm. Thank you for... Uh, giving it to us like that too because that's exactly the stages that he was talking absolutely. about absolutely you know putting it in and you have to have you know that's why families have to communicate for yeah, absolutely. one you got the you have to communicate because like you said if the if the husband is not in a position and then it goes into you know parents you know you you have to have somebody that's strong enough because if someone is saying listen um i don't want to have any elaborate uh you know, putting away, cremate me. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the family don't know that. Right. And they done told you that. And you like, nope, they said cremate. We ain't cremating nobody. Yeah, we ain't cremating Uncle John. But Uncle John said to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You have to be strong enough to, to, to get in there and say, no, this is what the documents say. Yeah, that's what it says. It's right here. Right. It's been validated. Right. It's been certified. The, the wrapping is on there. It's everything. So, um, yeah, that, that's what needs to happen. Absolutely. And... Um, I think the more people have those conversations, and not that you want to be morbid, and morbid means you're talking about death and dying. Right. Not that you want to be morbid, but you do want to have that type of information because that's not what you want to be yelling and fussing, fighting, and or crying and belaboring over, you know, your loved one. Your loved one is there. Um, or they're, they're partially there. You don't want to have those discussions because, you know, my understanding and my belief is you're hearing and, and your heartbeat, you're hearing a heartbeat are the last things to go. So you don't want anybody to hear that nobody can even come together hmm. and have a good decision-making process Correct. on my behalf. Correct. Correct. And a will. Right. You know, um, even if you have two cars and you know, really nice furniture. You should write it down who you want your two cars and your really nice furniture to go to. Right. You right. should have it written off. You should have it signed and sealed. Right. And look into the lawyer who can hold that. Yep. Um, and it, it might take a little search because it may be, you know, something that costs a little money. But, you know, look into who put that together because it's nothing like I've seen it before. Um, Folks fighting over grandma, papa, and them, you know, this. Or right. fighting tie. over. They're fighting over tractor tie. Yeah, tractor tie. Yeah. Uncle, <laughs> Uncle John's last two pairs, two suits. Right. You know, they're fighting right. over that. No, 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 right. no. You don't want to fight over that. You want right. to have it. Okay. Uncle John was six foot eight. How many people can really wear his wear suit? Wear his suit, right. Exactly. Okay. You right. know, so there are things that really have to be In discussed. Place. Yes. Um, Correct. And and I would say to be done it with a little bit of humor because it is it's a tough con it's tough conversation. It is. Um, and 
believe it or not, I had to have some of those tough conversations. Right. Um, and yeah, and 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 even be strong in having the tough conversations because mm. as fiercely as my person is that I will go to bat for someone, I'm also that sensitive baby. So you have to also put your person, as in your own emotions, in perspective. Um, because as surely as we are walking, talking, living, breathing, doing the things that we want to do, as much as we want to, hmm. in some instances, ha ha, ha ha You know, it's also going to happen that someday, hopefully when everybody is 99.9, um, there'll be a time that you're getting ready to go and you do want to have people, places, and things and all of your papers in order. Right. Um, the last thing that I would like to say um, is that 10 minutes of truth is that, the truth. And a lot of times in our community, superstition plagues us. Yes. And superstition just going along with death is that we feel like if we talk about, if we preparing for, we are going to die. That is not the case. That's the superstition, which means that, you know, just because you think a thing doesn't mean that it's true, right? right? And that's what happens a lot of times. And we have institutions in place. We have things in place, people in place to just help because like Kathy said, um, Barksdale over at Jefferson Funeral Home, you... You have family members that will have to live after you're gone. Absolutely. And if you don't have things to play, it'll break the bank. Oh, no, break the bank, break the union. The union. Break the, I've seen yeah, families, yeah. big families, you know, 11, 12 kids, children, they fighting over land. Yeah. Because it ain't in place. It ain't in place. You know, it's, it's, it's five acres of land and it's 15 of you. What are you, you know what I'm saying? So... For us, for us, this is this is one of the main reasons that we we're in the community and we're trying to give back to the community the best way that we know how. Every time it doesn't have to be financially or monetarily. I don't have no money to give you. I'm gonna tell you now. But I can try to go around our community and go around our nation as well as Danielle and try to get the best information, information to give you guys. Key. You know what I'm saying? And and, and and that you can, like I said the other day on the post, we, we're going to do all the legwork for you. All you got to do is press the button. That's all you have to do is press play and the information will be there for you. So this is what we're trying to do uh for us, because every time I come into a setting, as well as I'm sure Miss Valines comes into a setting, you learn something. I learned so you much should. here today that if we didn't come out in the community, I wouldn't, I might not have ever known, or I might be laying on my deathbed somewhere, like, man, I didn't know that information. I could have looked into, now I have some different things to look into. That's right. I have something else to pull from. That's right. You know, so that's what we just want to do in the community. And uh, you can kind of take the floor as far as ending. Hmm. So um, I like to think about, you know, we have to teach. We have to understand. I, I, I like research. I like teaching. Um, but one of the things that it's an old adage that says you teach a man to fish. No, excuse me. Let me restart that. You give a man a fish. He's eaten for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, you've given him the tools for a lifetime to Correct. feed himself. Right. So. The information 
that I really try to put forward the information that I know Sean and his constituents put forth in 10 Minutes of Truth. Um, it's to give you knowledge. It's to have you think outside of what you normally would or to begin thinking about something that you normally would not. Um, and that can be the difference in success hmm. and failure. Correct. And it is so much better when someone can tell you or show you how than when you have to stumble and try to figure it out on your own. Hmm. Um, so I understand that this will be um, segmented for, you know, growing in now generation, and I'm tickled about it. But I'm also happy that I was here and gaining the information with Sean A. Barksdale <laughs> on 10 Minutes of Truth. Right. And this is it, our segment for today. Thank you. Thank you. 10 Minutes of Truth mission is aimed at bringing awareness to health, wealth, and the betterment of society as a whole. Subscribe and follow us as we drop an exciting new episode every Monday at 4.30 a platform you can call home. Thank you, and welcome to the truth. I want to thank our sponsors, the Trent Law Practice in Halifax. Mike is committed to our Southside Virginia community. He grew up here and came back after law school to work as a public defender before starting the Trent Law Practice with Blair. The Trent Law Practice focuses on helping our neighbors right here in Southside with criminal defense and family law. It can represent you on a personal injury or auto accident matter anywhere in Virginia. You can give them a call at 434-471-4339 or look them up at TrentLawPractice.com. Most consoles with Mike or Free, either in the office or over the phone. That's TrentLawPractice.com or 434-471-4339.